Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and dramatically cast off your cool black coats. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts 2, a very good game that we really, really like. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. And yeah, I don't remember a time where I didn't like this game. (laughs) I've never said that I didn't like this game. I've always said that this game holds up to the most intense scrutiny. Yeah. Um, It is the game that has made me most aligned with the fans where I'm like, yeah, maybe you don't need the Disney stuff. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, but isn't it? I don't agree with that, actually, but I understand. (laughs) But isn't it better knowing that as Hollow Bastion is being violently attacked by monsters, one of the people who is fending them off, even though we don't see him, is Merlin. That is good to know, yes. But it seems like it's mostly just a bunch of Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, but Donald... Donald Goofy? Yeah. Mickey? Mickey, yeah. Mickey Mouse? Sometimes sometimes it's easy to forget that Mickey Mouse is actually a character from Disney, because he fits in so well with this world. Well, he does act like an anime protagonist 100% of the time. I'll pay for that! Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna spill the blood! (laughs) he does a lot of like dramatic poses and like Mm -hmm. not looking back at sora and friends yeah he does i mean he throws his yakuza coat like a yakuza character i said yakuza twice i didn't mean to oh has somebody done that with like a photoshop of him with like a sick back tattoo (laughs) what's mickey mouse's yakuza tattoo um hmm hmm well, probably like a big rat, right? Like so, a, like if a if a yakuza character had a tattoo of a big guy, which I, I guess some of them do now that I said that. Well, I was thinking like a zodiac rat, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like like some kind of like a badass wizard. <laughs> I would like that. Yes, that would be good. It's just Merlin. It's just Merlin. <laughs> it's it's just Yen Sid. It's his teacher. It's Yen Sid, but he's like an oni or something. Oh my god, this sounds good as hell. It does. Too bad, uh, too bad I can't Photoshop. <laughs> well, here, just go ahead and uh, search on Kingdom Hearts Fan and Wiki. Uh, just search for Yakuza. I'm sure it's already on there. Probably somewhere, yeah. Uh, should we talk about Kingdom Hearts Fan and Wiki? We've been looking at it all day. <laughs> well, uh, hey, have you ever heard of a Fan Wiki before? Listeners, uh huh. Well, somebody did this for Kingdom Hearts, and it appears to have no bottom. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Kingdom Hearts colon amelioratory benevolence. It's good. I think my favorite is still the first one we looked at. Which... Oh, uh, what was that? Kingdom Hearts Legacy Twisted? No, it's the one starring Alan Trius. Um, Kingdom oh, Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Awakening, which is a the most generic name on the wiki. Yeah, Alan Trius, a.k.a. Titus Recolor EX Hollow Secret Rare Level X. I kind of like that one because it has the most work put into it. Yeah. And then as far as, like, otherwise, I think it's probably the Hellblade one. <laughs> Hellblade was good. Yeah, uh, Alan Trius, who goes to uh, Edo and meets the characters from Gintama. And then he goes to the Land of Dreams and meets... Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Inception. He also goes to the Subspace Emissary um, and meets all the Super Smash Bros and fights Taboo. 
Here, I'm just, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the sentences we've been sending back and forth. After Laharl kills Ash Ketchum and attacks them, Lexon and Seodor flee the planet before the rest of the villains can attack them. God, so compelling. God, the subspace emissary, that is so weird. I, my favorite, I think, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Wolfenstein is good. My mm-hmm. favorite <laughs> is the, uh, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do French. I'm just going to take a whack at it. Uh, la lutte pour presque rien or something like that which i think it said means like the battle for almost nothing it's basically their version of the organization and they all have french nobody names like oh god where was that one that i saw it was so long <laughs> oh with etn at the end yeah Troyes oh, Troyes yeah. nixetien <laughs> is the nobody of etienne strion cherek and it's apparently they didn't, the last name doesn't get included, which I guess is how that works. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I I have to say my favorite um, game quotes from Hellblade, which is, when you do a finishing combo, you say, is that hurt? <laughs> and if you beat Sora, you go, ha ha ha, learn more, Sora. Get fucked, Sora, you stupid idiot. Pay more attention in school next time. Yeah. Can you can you read me? I mean, really reading the listeners. Can you read the description of Hellblade? Oh, uh, of the oh yeah, hold on. Um, where was that? It's just above battle quotes. Start of battle. I shall not lose in general. Okay. Yes. So Hellblade is the legendary strongest Keyblade Four ever. <laughs> just one person in 1.000.000.000 Keyblade Warrior can use this Keyblade. It's supposed to be one in a billion, but I think they accidentally said one out of one. Yeah, they kind of did. Or maybe it's like a... It's like you're accessing your router. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Only the person with this IP address. <laughs> uh, this Keyblade is is Ultimate Rare Keyblade. This Keyblade is have many things special, like four missiles on the side, heart ruby for the keychain, and anything's more. Anything you could think of. I am obsessed with four missiles on the side. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, if you use them, are they gone? You gotta go buy more from Sid? <laughs> from a Moogle. Yeah. Once Ziggy took care of this matter, Helius's heart traveling to Kingdom Hearts, Shadow took on the name of Helius X Shadow. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, this is the beauty of stuff like this is that I'm I'm laughing at it, but I can't stop looking at it. It's so it's gripping. Yeah, there's I want to some... learn about all the members of the fight for almost nothing. You know, and I, I feel like the thing that makes me not be able to look away from this stuff is kind of what makes me not be able to look away from Kingdom Hearts in the first place anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I actually have a twist for you. What's uh, that? All of this. You didn't even get to any of the fanon stuff. This is just, this is the preface on the fanon wiki before they explain the fanon stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before Kingdom the- Hearts, the amazing world of friendship is magic of the regular supersonic, the Hedge Mario hog show. I can't tell if that one's a joke or not. <laughs> it's so hard to know because that just sounds like anything on Super Nanny fanon wiki. Y- yeah. Which I don't think any of that was a joke. Really? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, should we talk about... I mean, I this is the kind of thing that we should read 
to have some fun before we get into bad shit that sucks. But we've got good we've got good shit that rocks. It's true. It's true. Yeah, this stuff is. Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, this part's really good. <laughs> uh, Hollow Bastion, where we left off, it, it was it was getting attacked by heartless and nobodies, and we find Maleficent, who is ordering the heartless to fight the nobodies. Pete is like cowering in fear, and he's like, "I gotta get out of here." Uh, these heartless remind me a lot of Nomura's designs from other games. They look a lot like. The little like ninja e guys from like in body shape from like Final Fantasy VII, and they also remind me of a lot of the enemies from The Bouncer. Shit, I didn't make a note of which heartless were- these were. They They're- weren't. I thought they were just soldiers. They, but they have like little like blade hands, and they kind of have like the long, like the extra long arms and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I forgot about those guys. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think. Yeah. What, I think that's what most of. Um, the Heartless Army is made up of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I forgot about them. There's literally 1,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like these Heartless. Uh, but they get owned by the Dusks. I don't know if this has ever really been addressed up to this point, but the thing of Kingdom Hearts 2 is that it's trying to get across the idea that nobodies are, like, fundamentally stronger and scarier than Heartless ever were. Yeah, which is... I guess that's... It makes sense for... They're, it makes sense they're for nobody's... smarter, yeah. they are physical objects, whereas Heartless are kind of like manifest darkness. Sure. I think the, the advantage of Heartless is that they just have the numbers advantage. There's just way more of them. Yeah, it is weird because do Dusks also have memories of being a person or only like the nobodies that look like an anime boy? Only the nobodies that look like an anime boy. Hmm. Okay. That's fine. Yen Sid probably explained that, but I don't remember. It was probably in a stupid book uh, that I didn't read. Uh, Sora, Don, and the Goofy run in, and Maleficent says, Get them instead! Bye! And teleports away. Yeah. And after they... I think I did step on what Pete says when you said that. Oh, what did Pete say? He goes, I'm out of here, sister. (laughs) Does he call her sister? He does. He literally calls her sister, which is fucking hilarious. Pete, you're the best. I'm sorry I wanted you to die so bad. <laughs> I want him to die or at least be free. That's uh, true. Free, free Pete. After they win the fight, the Gullwings fly in, uh, which, if you don't remember, listeners, is the tiny Yuna, Riku, and Pain from Final Fantasy X, who have, or X-2, I guess, who have been made fairies for this. They, they, they fly they... in and they're like, you know what? Maleficent sucks, actually. And they they kind of they kind of like all do a little huddle and they're like whisper 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 who should what should we do what should we do and Sora's like why don't you just work for Leon and they oh they say oh does Leon have treasure and Donald goes oh yeah tons of treasure <laughs> I love when Donald does his shitty little smile yeah his li- like I'm I'm telling a good lie smile yeah it rules I'm I'm being tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Riku says later taters, not Riku from Kingdom Hearts, Riku from Kingdom Hearts 2. They also all turn to this camera and say, we're Nomura's waifus, and then they leave. (laughs) Never you mind. (laughs) Uh, they run outside, and they are surprised when who should teleport in from the sky but Mr. Sephiroth himself. 
Yeah, I was just like, oh, hey, what's up, Sephiroth? And I love, I love, love, love to hear Donald Duck go, Sephiroth! Ain't Sephiroth supposed to be the dark part of Cloud's heart? Yuck! <laughs> Good question, man. I'm still trying to figure that out. Thank you, Goofy. No, he's his own thing. He's his own person. <laughs> Goofy is trying to come to grips with the meta-narrative that apparently exists. I think that, because I think that, I mean, yeah, I guess, like, story-wise, he's the dark part of Cloud's heart, but I think he's like a human being made out of Genova cells? I don't know. He's he's a, I mean, I don't know, I don't really know his backstory too well. I never finished the game, but <laughs> he's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. Also... I, I love that Sephiroth, because I can't remember if he was a secret boss in Kingdom Hearts 1 originally, or if he was added in Final Mix. I think he was added in Final Mix, but the fact that they do not recognize Sephiroth, even though you can fight him in the first game, is pretty funny. He looks, Or maybe they do recognize him, because Donald, Donald recognizes him on sight, but Goofy doesn't seem to know who he is. I think he just doesn't remember what his deal is. <laughs> maybe. It's like, that's Sephiroth. I don't remember what his deal is, though. Um, Didn't someone tell us he's a metaphor? <laughs> Turns out there's lots of people around here who are metaphors. So Sephiroth says he's going to snuff out the last bit of Cloud's light and he teleports away. That's te- kind of that whole scene. His teleportation is really sick, though. It's uh, pretty fucking cool. It's got really good sound effects um, that I liked. Maybe I'll edit in that sound effect here. Great. Uh, there's a little final mix note here, and I, I'm going to say this because I, I genuinely don't know, because I realized as we were watching this, I've never gotten this far in Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix. I always just played the original until, I mean, I, I started a, a Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix playthrough that apparently didn't make it this far. So I actually don't know a lot of the final mix stuff in this game. There's a little scene here where the gull wings fly out of a hole in the wall of the castle and they go, we'll, we'll have to come back and check out what's in there later. And it's the entrance to something called the Cavern of Remembrance, which basically it's a final mix thing where you can fight like extra hard battles with all of the organization members, like data recreations or something. I don't know if there's any lore there. So I'll bring it up now just to say that it exists, but I think it's just for hard boss fights for fun, but I don't know for sure. It's like a boss so, rush or or just like individual fights? Just individual fights mm. that are just like way... Because the thing the thing is, uh, a lot of the organization members, you never got to fight properly because they were in Chain of Memories. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay. So like, and you don't even... I, I don't think... I don't remember if you even fight Zexion. Because Zexion, I think you, like, fight a boss that is an illusion that he creates. Hmm. And then Repliku kills him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it's, yeah, you don't really fight him. I mean, I guess you are fighting him. But, yeah, he's not himself when you fight him. Yeah. I remember reading, and may, I don't remember if we talked about this before. But I remember reading that between games... There was like a big like fan community speculation on what his weapon was <laughs> because he never actually uses it in the game that he's in before he dies. Maybe it's just turning into people. Now it's a book. He's got a book. Oh, okay. A grimoire. Yeah. A book a book is the most powerful weapon of all because it represents imagination and possibility. 
That's that's on his quotes page. And Winnie the Pooh. And Winnie the Pooh is there. <laughs> he summons Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but from Blood and Honey. Uh, so, that's that. Uh, they go to find Leon and Yuffie fighting the Heartless while Aerith watches. Yeah, they are in the Bailey again, which I did look up because it came up again. It's a courtyard enclosed by a curtain wall. <laughs> not this Bailey. Not after the Heartless got to it. No, that's true. It's kind of not a Bailey anymore. Yeah. This Bailey has become a regular courtyard. <laughs> uh, yeah, the wall is completely blown up and Sora... Wait, I'm confused here. They meet Leon and Yuffie, right? Mm-hmm. But then Sora and friends, like, look out through the hole in the wall, and they watch Leon and Yuffie fighting? Yeah, they watch Yuffie fall on her butt. That was confusing. Uh, yeah, they... There's, there's like, a big army of Heartless approaching the town. Uh, and, we, yeah, we see, like, a little montage of people fighting them. Yuffie gets knocked on her butt, but Aerith heals her, so she does at least get to do something. <laughs> this is just the straight fan service section of Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, Yeah. Like, which and is it's good. fine. That's why you probably are here anyway. But um, that's right. Yeah. I mean, nothing says fan service more in Kingdom Hearts 2 than Stitch from Lilo and Stitch flipping around like Yoda, shooting Heartless with laser guns. Yeah, that's like the kind of thing you might find on the Kingdom Hearts fan in wiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're just summarizing something that happened in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. <laughs> The Gullwings are doing, like, silly team attacks where they, like, push a Heartless off a cliff and then do, like, a high five or something. Mm -hmm. Leon and Cloud are standing back to back. Again, I don't know how Yuffie and Leon got out here, but they're here. Leon and Cloud are being really cool. Yeah. But Cloud ends up surrounded by Heartless, but then Sephiroth appears and kills them all with one strike of the Masamune. God, it's so fucking sick. It's so fucking long. Yeah. Uh... Cloud says, once I kill you, my darkness will go away. This really does feel like fan content. Uh, but Sef- Sephiroth is like, Cloud, you're, afa- you're afraid to face the light of the present. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tifa yells to Cloud from off screen, which is a metaphor. And there's like a flash of light. And then Sephiroth says, I am you and disappears. It's like, you, but you aren't, though. I don't understand anything that's happening here. I have to say, it really does feel like everything involving Cloud and Sephiroth and Tifa in this literally feels like it was, like, cut and pasted out of a fanfic. It's so weird. Well, it's like Nomura's mad they didn't let him make, like, a fourth Final Fantasy VII game yet. So he just, (laughs) like, is like, fine, I'll put it in Kingdom Hearts 2. It's so weird though. It, like it, to the extent that it feels like the quality of writing takes a sudden nosedive whenever they're involved. Oh yeah, totally. It's really strange. And, and Tifa sure kills a bunch of heartless for being a metaphor or whatever. Metaphorically speaking, she does kill a lot of heartless by punching them. Yeah. Uh, Sora runs out to try to help fight, but Mickey like quadruple flips in front of them. <laughs> It's a lot of Yoda flipping in this part. Yeah, I wrote down that this is where he... I wrote Sick Mickey, and then I wrote Sicky. Sicky. Uh, is this the part where uh, Mickey shows off his giant fat ass? Yeah, this is where I thought Mickey had a really fat ass for a while, but it turns out it's just his hood being down. And, and the, <laughs> the ears are just perfectly lined up with his ass. 
<laughs> yeah, not a lot of people know this, but Mickey's ears, he actually is wearing a hat made to look like his ass. That's right. Yeah, he's embarrassed with how big it is, so he makes it covered up there. Yeah, if you want to see it, you can go check it out on my on my co-host. I did post it there, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mickey is like, you need to go find Riku and Kairi. So, but Sora's like, but we promised Leon we'd help. And Mickey, like, orders Donald the Goofy. He's like, you take Sora out of here and go look for Riku and Kairi. And Donald is like, do as you're told, Sora. But then he gives him the wink of irony. That's right. And Sora, like, silently mouths, thank you, which is a little weird to see in a video game. Oh, okay. I watched it a couple times, and I really couldn't tell what he was mouthing. And I was like... I think he's saying thank you. Okay. Because I was like, is he mouthing something in Japanese? And then, or... But because it's a Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, oh, is this one of those unvoiced lines I'm going to, like, <laughs> hear two games from now? No. The, tr- the trick is that because Mickey is epically facing away from them... He doesn't, they're, they're just like, we just can't let Mickey know what we're doing. Oh, I mean, that's the thing that makes more sense. It's just that Kingdom Hearts has now conditioned me to think that it might be something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like two games from now, you're going to find out that's when Sora turned to Donald and said, we're not listening to him because we're all evil. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. They have literally done, there was the, the Zemnis moment where he said like, do you feel Sora or something? And we just don't hear it. And until it the end of the it, game. And it wouldn't have fucking mattered if we'd heard it in the first place. <laughs> this is... Well, first of all, I do need to say that, uh, yeah, Donald and Goofy are like, come on, Sora, let's go, wink. And then they just, like, run and they, they're just like, sorry, sorry, your majesty. But they, like, they jump off a cliff. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then the camera pans down and it's like a comically small ledge. <laughs> So that's good. But this is, this is a big moment for them as friends, because Donald and Goofy have never uh, disobeyed a direct order from Mickey before, which I think this is a cool moment, especially since it happens at Hollow Bastion as sort of a contrast to the first game where they they abandoned Sora because of a, an order that Mickey had given them like a while ago with no context for what was even happening here. That's a good point. Yeah. Um... But here they're like... We've got Mickey right in front of us telling us to take Sora away, and we are just going to straight up say, nope. Yep. And Mickey doesn't stay mad for very long, so it's all good. He smiles wistfully, which is a hilarious thing to see Mickey Mouse do. They did a pretty good job, but it looks very funny. Yeah. And now we get into some extensive Final Mix content. That makes None of this... With the stairs and the hallway and the organization members, none of this was in the game originally. And I've never seen any of this before. And oh my god, I love this shit. Yeah, it's really good. So, an quote-unquote unknown figure in a black coat, Xemnas, uh, (laughs) walks into Ansem's computer lab and a security camera watches him and he like blasts it with a laser from his hand I was a little unclear if this is supposed to be happening right now, like, while everyone is distracted, he just, like, slips in here. I think this is all a flashback, right? Because there's more flashbacks happening pretty soon? I I wasn't really sure. I think it makes sense either way, but I think it probably is supposed to all be a flashback. Yeah. Um, He puts a weird little disc into the computer, and he types in the word another, 
he's got an evil CD. Um, it is an evil looking CD. I'm assuming it's a CD Roxum, <laughs> like a like a nobody <laughs> CD. <laughs> a CD Morks. A CD Morks. There we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so when he types in another, uh, it puts up like, and okay, I have to say, I think that the reason that they put this in final mix was to try to make some fucking sense of the password thing from last time. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because he gets a prompt where there's like a sort of central shape, circular shape in the middle of the screen and six like password prompts branch off of it. Right. So you have to answer multiple. Yeah. So... If that's if that's what was supposed to happen with the Princesses of Hearts name, okay, fine. <laughs> no more doing damage control. Uh, but he enters six passwords, and we can't see them because they're just typed in as asterisks. But they are the names of Ansem's six apprentices, you can tell from the character counts. Hmm. Uh, and he he walks down a hallway after he puts in the passwords... He goes to the ground floor of the lab, and the floor opens up, and we get a comically long sequence of him walking down a spiral staircase in silence. Yeah, and the staircase has, like, a very, like, strange sort of technological look to it. It really reminded me of Arsenal Gear from Metal Gear Solid 2. Which is where you never played it. It's where you fight all the rays. Oh, okay. Well, it looks kind of like this, except for it's a flat plane that you fight a bunch of Metal Gears on. I'll look it up. Uh, I I looked at how long this uh, walking down the stairs sequence is. Uh, It is 50 straight seconds Mm -hmm. before the voiceover comes in. And then we get more walking down the stairs, but at least there's voiceover. (laughs) Okay. I think it's like a full minute and a half. Of walking downstairs. It's going very slowly. <laughs> he's he's very chill. Uh, so some voiceover comes in. We hear an unfamiliar voice uh, asking Ansem the Wise uh, for permission to proceed on an experiment that he's working on. And Ansem the Wise says, uh-uh, you better forget about the hearts of worlds, Xehanort. So... It's the final mix version of this game. You get to you get the name Xehanort way early. Yes. Huh. Yeah. This is this is the first Xehanort. We've we've never heard of Xehanort, but I can say because obviously with any Kingdom Hearts character who has an X in their name, mm-hmm. the immediate question is what happens if I take the X out and unscramble it? <laughs> uh, do you know? Where did you did you puzzle it out? What Xehanort's name is? Well. He's not a nobody, is the thing. What's the thing? Yeah, because I thought Xehanort was just his name. I didn't realize he had done that to his own name. He didn't, but Nomura did. Oh, okay. Uh, it actually unscrambles to two things. I mean... It unscrambles to another, which is the code to get into this staircase area. Got it. And it unscrambles to no heart. <sighs> yeah, Okay. But again, it's weird because he's not a nobody. His name in fiction is not an X scrambling like the others are. Yeah, that's been his name since he was like a little baby, right? Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's just a weird, funny thing. Okay. Uh, and cool. I I don't know how much significance there is to those names, but you better believe that they're in my crackpot corner section uh, for stuff that we'll get to in a thousand years. <laughs> okay. Cool. 
Um, so yeah, that's our that's our first Xehanort name drop. Uh, did you uh, have any other thoughts on this conversation between the two of them, the voiceover? Well, his his chain throne is very cool. Um, yes, tech chain throne, and there's the little suit of. I guess I yeah, you haven't talked about it yet. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here here is what happens. So yeah, he he finally finally gets to the bottom of the stairs. He walks into this hallway with a mysterious series of chained up doors, mm-hmm. and at the very end is an unchained up door. And inside that room, there's a sort of central throne uh, connected by like sort of chain patterns on the floor to nobody logos on the walls that light up when he sits down in the throne, which is. Very extra. Yeah, how many thrones this guy need? Like, <laughs> this is his second throne that I know of. Yeah, but at least he exercised some restraint. It's it's just a normal-sized chair. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> as funny as it would have been if he sat down and it went, Bong. Oh, I should have. <laughs> uh, but he, he looks on the floor at an old busted-up suit of armor and an old rusty keyblade, and he says... It has been far too long, friend. Yeah, I know I know this is Lingering Will, but I don't know what Lingering Will is, so fine. This is not Lingering oh, Will. Oh, it's not? Just a different set lingering of armor? Lingering Will, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Lingering Will is a boss fight, a secret boss fight that I believe is a Final Mix exclusive, uh, that is an animated suit of armor. But this is a different suit of armor. Oh, okay. Well, it's just a suit of armor then. Yeah. So, Xemnas... Has he's got some connection with this suit of armor, uh, and it's his friend because he's a very lonely man. Uh, we go to the castle that never was. This part's definitely a flashback because Vexen and Zexion are here. Yeah, I had a minute because I didn't realize this was a flashback until this point, and I was like, "Are they fucking alive?" And this is we're just seeing them alive now. But then I was like, "Oh no, this <laughs> is okay. This is a." This is I a love this part because we've had a, we had a narrative. Throughout uh, days about Zemnis checking his emails, mm-hmm. and this really, really cements that as canon because Vexen is like Zexion. Do you know where Zemnis is? And Zexion's like he's in the chamber of repose as usual. And Vexen's like time is running out. Why is he never around when I need him? He's always going into the chamber of repose to check his emails. Listen, this business doesn't run itself. I gotta pay the invoices, or the contractors <laughs> will stop working on, on Castle Oblivion. Uh, do you remember when we heard of the Chamber of Repose before? Uh, I know we've heard of it. I just couldn't remember if it was in uh, Days or this game. It was in Days. Yeah. Uh, Syx and Axel were talking about finding finding something in Castle Oblivion... I don't remember if they said what it was called, but they said it was paired with the Chamber of Repose. I remember that, yeah. Yes, so we learn a little bit more about that here. Uh, Vexen storms off, grumbling to himself about email, <laughs> and Zigbar pops up. Uh, we still don't see his face in this game. This is a funny thing about this game that I forgot about, which is that characters in the organization will always, always, always have their hood up until they first reveal their face to Sora, and by extension, the player. Makes makes sense, yeah. So, it's just funny when we're in, like, the chair room, and there's, like, six guys with hoods on, and then, like, 
Saix. Because he's just the only one who has shown us his face so far. That's true, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't need... For some reason, I feel like I don't need this anymore. <laughs> uh, so, Zigbar uh, tells Zexion, he's like, oh yeah, I I hate the Chamber of Repose just as much as Vexen does. Uh, and Zexion says, why aren't you off recruiting new members like you're supposed to be? And Zigbar says... Hey, I just recruited a new guy yesterday. Mar something. That was good. Yep. I I love to... I, I don't know why it's so funny to hear Zigmar, like, sort of quietly acknowledge how stupid the names are. <laughs> Zigmar is the organization, organization member who seems like he's most in on the joke. Yeah, he, he does not take this stuff seriously. No. Nor should he. <laughs> Nor should anyone. Least of all me. And yet. Uh, <laughs> so he says uh, he's taken a break uh, because they're up to 11 members, which means we are. They've got everybody except for Larkseen and Roxas uh, at this point in the timeline. Uh, Zexion <laughs> is just like trying to leave for this entire conversation. Yeah. Like, and Zigbar's like, whoa, where are you going, man? <laughs> and he says, uh, I was wondering if you could tell me, th- this is Zigbar asking this, I was wondering if you could tell me anything about Xemnas's secret. When a bunch of warriors wielding key-shaped swords appeared and unleashed a spectacular battle, and when it was all over, all that was left was a man lying unconscious without his memories. And he says that was when Ansem the Wise found... Xehanort. Yeah, a lot going on there. I feel like I'm going to have to learn more about that way later from now. Well, not... Well, wait... Uh, uh, my, my, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just trying to do the math on how far ahead of that is. Uh, I, I can tell you, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, uh, that is Birth by Sleep stuff. Which okay. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is the next game we're going to be doing. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Xehanort was found unconscious on the ground with no memories by Ansem the Wise. Zigbar, he kind of changes the subject, although I guess he's he's still talking about Xemnas's secret, which is, uh, he calls the Chamber of Repose a graveyard. He says that Ansem the Wise sealed it up because it's where they used to research the darkness in people's hearts. Pretty grim. This is a little unclear, and I think this is maybe like a mistranslation. I'm pretty sure the Chamber of Repose is just that room. I don't think it's the hallway with all the rooms, because that's just stupid. <laughs> Probably not. Um, grim, grim, though, calling it a graveyard, because that is like in-game acknowledging all the people they murdered to make into Heartless. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And you better believe we're going to get more into this shit. I was... I was kind of losing it at all, as all, all this stuff because I didn't know that any of this existed. <laughs> right. I knew I I was vaguely aware of the Chamber of Repose itself. I knew that Xemnas had a chair that he liked to sit in and look at armor. Uh, but the hallway and the doors, I had no idea was there. I never knew that we actually saw any of the places where they used to do their human experimentation. Right. Um, right, yeah. And yeah, he says that... Uh, Ansem the Wise was like, we're not doing this anymore. They sealed up those rooms. Uh, but the first thing that they did when they mutinied and got rid of Ansem 
Xemnas ordered them to build the Chamber of Repose in the back of that hallway, and ever since then, he locks himself in there to do emails. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like this room would be very important to go to now, but I guess maybe I'll find out why it's important to go to now, later. Um, I'm trying to think, do we know? Because, like, so they did research in there, so what? That doesn't, like, imply that, <laughs> I guess, unless that's just where he keeps his research. Um, I can tell you something about this room that we don't strictly know just yet, mm. but I think it's fine to say right now, because we know that Xehanort, uh woke up without his memories. Mm-hmm. I won't really contextualize this at all, but the idea of the Chamber of Repose is that that's the room that he goes to try to remember stuff. Oh, okay. He knows that he's missing his memories. He knows that that suit of armor is significant somehow, and he kind of goes there to try and, like... I don't I don't really know if there's, like, any sort of magical properties to that room that helps him remember stuff, or if it's literally just a quiet place away from his annoying employees. <laughs> But yes, the idea of this room is it's where he goes to try to recover his lost memories. Got it. Okay. There's a a little note that I have here, because in the first Ansem report that we get in this game, I believe it's Secret Report 2, Ansem wrote, quote, Spurred on by my youngest apprentice, Ienzo, I constructed a massive laboratory in the basement of my castle. So this area is what he's referring to. Right. And... I don't know why Ienzo specifically is the one who urged him to build it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little pin in that and keep an eye out for Ienzo motivations because per- that's weird. Perhaps he was uh, coerced by Xehanort or something. I don't think so, but the reason that I don't think so isn't worth getting into right now. Got it. Okay. Uh, so Zigbar says, "I want to know. I always try to listen in on him, but I can't hear what he's saying." I could just hear that he goes in there and he talks to somebody, but the room is empty, so I don't know what the hell is going on there. And Zexian's like, that's eavesdropping. And Zigbar says, I don't think it counts if I can't tell what he's saying anyway, (laughs) which is an interesting (laughs) argument. I mean, he's kind of got a point. He's kind of got a point. (laughs) Zexian changes the subject. He he is so sick of this conversation. (laughs) Right. Uh, He says, uh, we need two more members so we can get to work on the new facility, Castle Oblivion. And Zigbar says, oh, speaking of Castle Oblivion, Xemnas has more secrets. And Zexian's like, oh, for fuck's sake. He says, uh, the Chamber of Repose is paired with another graveyard, another chamber, the Chamber of Waking, constructed in Castle Oblivion by someone who is not Ansem, where Xemnas hopes to find his other friend. Yeah fairly vague yeah that that's gonna be mysterious for a while that's the end of the final mix exclusive cutscenes. that was a lot yeah i mean it's definitely i you know it's not i feel like i don't have enough information to have much of an opinion on any of it yet <laughs> yeah uh i i really liked these cutscenes. i think they're they're really a really cool like it's just it's all very mysterious even with the context that I have that you don't have, it's still just, like, such a cool way of, like, like alluding to... I, I mean, I just love any time they talk about the human experimentation that they got up to here. It's so... It's so dark. 
it feels so inappropriate for stuff that's in this game. Yeah, I mean, that Kingdom Hearts is all about having just wild swings of tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I think another cool thing about this is, uh, I think this is the first, we, we really get a, a, a lot of Zigbar here. We've, we've seen him here and there, but this is, I think, our first sign that Zigbar is like, he's got something going on. Yeah, because he's doing a lot of investigating, apparently. Yes, and what's interesting about that is that we know that, like, Axel and Syx were planning on doing a mutiny. Right. And we know that Marluxia and Larxene were planning on doing a mutiny, but apparently Zigbar was also not necessarily planning on doing a mutiny, but he he knew that Xemnas had secrets and he wanted to find out what they were. So a lot of a lot of uh tension within the ranks of uh the organization. Yeah, Xemnas, you know, it's just important um for employee retention <laughs> that you that you build a place where people feel like they can come to work and not have to kill their coworkers. Right, and he introduced the Poker League with that in mind, that that would sort of be like a good team-building thing, and then half of them died, so that didn't really go very far. No, 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 yeah, corporate's not happy about that one. No. Well, speaking of wild tone swings, uh, we go back to Sora, who bumps into Silly Demix. Silly Demix, oh, Silly Demix, I hope you Funny aren't- Funny Demix. I hope you aren't horribly murdered. No, that would never happen. Demix, uh, he sees them arrive and is, he kind of is like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> but he kind of tries to play it off and pretend to be all cocky about it. And Sora's like, ah, whatever, you wimp. And Demix is like, Grr! Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, Sora just seems really pumped to maybe murder another person here. He hasn't murdered anyone in a couple days, so he's really excited about that. Yeah. Uh, he, like, kind of taunts Demix about not having a heart, and Demix is like, Oh, come on, we do too have hearts. And then, I, I don't remember what Sora says, but Demix, like, suddenly gets really, like, aggressive and angry and calls uh, Sora a traitor, which I assume is directed at Roxas. Yeah, I was also assuming that was a Roxas thing, yeah. But yeah, th- this is this is one of those moments that does make it really hard to tell with the organization because Demix is really acting, you know, he's acting scared. He's acting like, uh, he, he, he acts like offended when Sora calls him a wimp and everything, but that like sudden flip to like aggression and attacking them and calling him a traitor. It's hard to read whether that's like a mood swing or him just like dropping a facade, you know? Yeah, I think I think it probably is supposed to be dropping a facade, um, which I yeah, which I guess makes me just wonder. Like, I think that's what I mean. It's the most unclear thing about the heartless in general, or the nobodies in general. Which is like, when are they acting and when are they not? Yeah, and I I honestly don't know what to think here. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of tone swings, Demix is fucking dead. <laughs> sure is. Bye. Bye. Well, Demix. It was fun knowing you. Yep. His death's pretty unsettling, and then Sora is just like, let me add another one, because his, his his blood is up. He's ready to kill. Oh, yeah. I, like, they have to talk him down. I, I, who, someone, I think, 
Donald, yeah, Donald is like, Sora, we don't, we don't need to fight more of them right now. Please calm down. Yeah, it, it was like, wow, okay. Are they, they're never going to address that, right? What, that Sora kills people? Yeah, that he loves to kill? No. Okay. All right. I mean, they're not going to address that Sora has a mom, so why would they address that Sora has blood bloodlust? Yeah, good point. Uh, Mickey is here. Mickey Mouse from uh, the cartoons and stuff. I remember uh, him. And uh, Donald and Goofy, they're, they're like very sheepish about uh, disobeying him, but Mickey's like, that's okay. You know, you, you were right. We, we've all got to help out our friends, so let's pull together and finish this battle. And then above them, at the top of a cliff, a Heartless knocks a big rock off the cliff, and it starts going towards Mickey. And Goofy says, Your Majesty, look out! And he pushes him out of the way, and it hits him in the head, killing him instantly. That was really sad. Uh, were you aware of this moment? I was aware of this moment, yes. I fi- I figured if if there was anything you would know about, it's Goofy getting hit in the head with a big rock. <laughs> I was aware. It was still way funnier than I thought it was ever going to be. He, like, gets curled like a rock on ice, and he, like, slides 20 feet into a wall. <laughs> like, he might as well open his eyes and it says, like, tilt or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, Donald and Sora like run over to him, and Donald is like crying on his body, and he's like, "Goofy, you have to wake up." And he says, "And I'll do my best. This will be my wish I stuck for today." Oh boy, <laughs> I'm sorry about the ice cream. Is that because he stole ice cream from Goofy? I don't remember him doing that. I had to look into this because I was like, am I forgetting an ice cream moment? Because I remembered the line. I remembered Donald saying, I'm sorry about the ice cream. Uh, and I was, I, I couldn't remember if there was something I was forgetting. Uh, there is not. There is no pre-established context for what Donald is apologizing for. Which I do think is very funny. The idea that, like... <laughs> It seems to suggest that Donald, like, got in an argument with Goofy over ice cream God knows how long ago, and Donald has been refusing to budge on that issue all this time. Yeah, only on his deathbed will he apologize. I'm assuming that, like, Donald ate Goofy's ice cream from the freezer in the barracks or something. And it's the worst thing Donald's ever done. And he's been carrying this all these years. But when he thinks Goofy is dying, he's like, Goofy, wait, I'm sorry about the ice cream. <laughs> uh, I was curious. I looked up the Japanese version of the cutscene. Uh, in the Japanese version, Donald is saying, Goofy, Goofy, wake up. I've got food. That's better, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I like them both. Also, I I don't know how I feel about this. Uh I don't know if this is consistent across the entire series, but in the Japanese version of this cutscene specifically, Donald is calling him Goofy Taicho. He's calling him Captain Goofy. Cap- he is Captain Goofy. That is his title. He is Captain Goofy. I assume that he must call him Captain Goofy for the whole game, for the whole series. Well, I mean, up to this point, because Goofy, obviously. Well, maybe he's uh, just honoring him now on his deathbed. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
So this is this is the end of Goofy. Yeah, bye Goofy. It's really it's really sad that we never get to see Goofy in any other properties ever again. Yeah, they Sora and Donald they like cry over Goofy's corpse. Uh, Mickey, this is his Yakuza moment as he goes, "I'll pay for this," and he throws his coat aside. And he's under his coat. He's wearing like, I mean, what? What is? What even? Is, it's like Final Fantasy shorts. What is he wearing? It's just his normal outfit, but if a Final Fantasy character had designed it. Yeah, it's just like red, white, and yellow, like, vest and shorts. Looks a little bit like pajamas. Um, <laughs> I do like when he says, they'll pay for this, that he's got, he, like, does, like, this straining, like, leather glove, too, because he's, like, gripping his fist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. There's a lot of, a lot of good, you know crowning moments of awesome happening here oh yeah and i have a little gameplay note here Mm. uh it's a very minor one but worth saying we get one last shot of goofy's lifeless body on the ground and they run into battle and then the party select screen pops up and it says the the departing member has surrendered their equipment oh no which does suggest that sora was like Goofy, no! Grab that potion. He's not going to be needing that ether. Going to take his uh, shield. Ooh, I Proterra guess. chain. Don't mind if I do. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when did I give him the winner's belt? That's weird. <laughs> this this next part is really fun. I I don't know how it came across in the cutscenes, but you're like fighting your way through like wave after wave of heartless and different Final Fantasy characters keep like jumping in to fight alongside you. Even Tifa, who's incorporeal. Oh. It doesn't exist and is a metaphor. Good job, Tifa. And also doesn't know Sora. <laughs> yeah, how long game-wise does this go on before, um, you know? It's not super long. Maybe like five minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, wait. Until the next thing that happens? Uh, Yeah, I, I feel like it's like maybe five or so minutes of fighting with the Final Fantasy characters. Not Aerith, though. She doesn't get to help. Okay. Well, that's 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 good because we've I've fully processed my grief by now. <laughs> yeah, we're over it. Uh, Sora has new friends, uh, and Sora, Donald, and Mickey, uh, the new trio, uh, they briefly catch their breath in a a little tunnel full of glowing purple crystals, which I mention because I brought this up in Kingdom Hearts One, and I had forgotten about this tunnel. The Hollow Bastion logo uh, has a purple gem in it, as does the Oblivion Keyblade that we get in Hollow Bastion. Oh. And I've I've been on Purple Gem Watch, and here they are. I don't know what significance they have. This is where they grow their kyber crystals. I fucking guess so. There's a lot of kyber crystals in Kingdom Hearts 2, it turns out. <laughs> um, it's also a room full of treasure chests, which is my favorite place for emotional moments to happen. <laughs> I love that even in theater mode, the treasure chests are still rendered in the cutscenes. Yep. They are they are canonically there. I feel like they only show up during important <laughs> like character <laughs> growth. Well, it's because probably what you're seeing is like the the chest where you get the map. Yeah. And usually the the map chests are in like like big story cutscene rooms. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. I did. I. 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 For some reason, just assumed that they wouldn't show them in the theater mode version. I don't know why. Nope, but... they're there. They're there very prominently. It's great. 
That's good. Anyway, I, again, I'll, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out for if we ever find out what these fucking crystals are for. But for now, it's it, at least it f- helps my brain to know that they do exist. Mm-hmm. So they all take a moment to mourn Goofy. Um, and then they hear from off screen, hey, fellas. <laughs> oh, my God. It's zombie Goofy. <laughs> oh, my God. I really, truly thought that he was dead. I mean, I assume when you're a kid, you might think he is. I remember playing this and thinking, well, obviously Goofy's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't don't think that for a moment I was like, no, Goofy! I was just like, why are they acting like Goofy's not coming back? I I was like, they didn't even, like, check for a pulse. I could think... It being Kingdom Hearts, it's like, oh, well, he's dead for now, but we'll go find him in a dream or something and bring him <laughs> back to life. No, he will return in- minutes later. Yeah. This is basically Rise of the Skywalker, Chewbacca's dead, just kidding, next scene, he's alive. <laughs> they do they do the trope that I genuinely really don't like at all, which is that Donald starts like hitting him with his staff and he's like, Don't ever do that to me again. Yeah, it's a very it's a very old cartoon type yeah, of thing. Yeah, Goofy's like, What what did I do? And I'm like, Donald I know that the joke is that like Donald doesn't know how to like show his emotions in that way. But then right after that's Donald- like, stop hitting Goofy. That's just, it's just mean but then donald says like something very touching right after that i think which i think Did he, goes, he yeah because then he goes he oh goes, is it when he says it's the guy who's not handsome no because like he hits him and then he sits there for a little bit and says don't ever do that to me again yeah yeah which is cute and yeah it is it is cute i just i i wouldn't mind if he was like yelling at goofy and then he said that it's the fact that he's physically attacking him yeah no I, it's it's bad yeah just hate that shit. Be nice to Goofy. Yeah. Uh, Sora, meanwhile, he is completely ignoring this. He's over it. He doesn't care that Goofy's back. Uh, he is staring out ahead at the ruined castle Villain's Vale that we remember from whenever the hell that was. Yeah, it's like Maleficent's castle, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And they run out to this huge canyon where there's an army of Heartless, but they're all standing still. And then Xemnas appears up on a cliff and takes off his hood for the first time. And Donald says, it's the guy who's not Ansem. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is also almost every character. Yeah, this is back to what back to where I feel like he should just be called Ansem should have been called Jim or something cuz we don't need to do this whole It just gets really confusing through here. I'm really interested to find out if Nomura is ever 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 going to put in a legitimate explicit here is why he stole the name. Here is what he was going for. Here's what he got out of it. Here's what emotionally motivated him to do it. Anything. Because up to this point, all that anyone really has is like, oh, well, maybe it was a fuck you to his old teacher or something. Right, because like, all there has to be is like a couple times where he like, I don't know, put on a big robe and made people think he was the real Ansem and like ordered people to do stuff bad. I thought you were going to say ordered pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he had to do that so he could use Ansem's credit card. (laughs) And then he was like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm Ansem now. 
They just found me on the ground with no memories and no money. But Ansem, why, he's got a whole castle! Why, if I took his identity, I could order several pizzas. <laughs> I could I could rent all the movies I want. I can get a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. He's just Kevin McAllister. Um, That's right. <laughs> at this point. Ansem in Castle Alone. <laughs> uh... So Mickey sees him and remembers. He goes, oh, I remember. And we get another flashback. Uh, Mickey is talking to Ansem the Wise in his study. He says he needs some advice. I do think it's really wild that uh, we saw we saw when we were in the old fucked up study earlier uh, last week. There's like glass tanks smashed open on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do have like hearts in them. Yes. And we're just, like, cool with this, I guess? Maybe they're artificial hearts. Maybe. Is that a thing? Or, you know, maybe he got them from people that died of natural causes. <laughs> I guess so. It's like the equivalent of, like, a biology classroom having an actual skeleton. Yeah. These people all said, like, yes, I will donate my heart to Ansem. <laughs> uh, really importantly, Ansem's eating fucking sea salt ice cream. You fucking know it! I thought that was a Twilight Town thing, not a Hollow Bastion thing. Well, do you remember, I think we talked about this very, very briefly, uh, that Scrooge McDuck was trying to, like, remember the recipe to his old favorite ice cream? Yeah, I do remember that. Here's the thing. Either Scrooge gave the ice cream to Mickey who gave it to Ansem, or... Ansem gave the ice cream to Mickey, who gave it to Scrooge. Yes. He became king because he was a very successful sea salt, sea salt ice cream mogul first. That's that's why that's what his original scientist career was based on. <laughs> I will create the perfect ice cream. And I I will say, uh, because I didn't really explain it there, that didn't actually make any sense. Uh Scrooge McDuck, he goes all over the world. He's he's an explorer. He's probably been to Twilight Town at some point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Ansem says, you know, Mickey, I'm really interested in your hypothesis, and I'd love to test it out, but I'm very concerned about the stability of the worlds, and my own research might have increased the risk of Heartless attacking the hearts of worlds, so I don't know if that's a good idea. And then old Apprentice Xehanort walks in, uh, and we, this is the scene that we had voiceover from earlier where he says, can I have permission to do my experiment? And Ansem says, fuck off. And it turns out that Mickey Mouse was standing there for that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As, as funny as it would have been if Xemnas was walking down that extremely long spiral staircase and he had been like, master, can I have permission to do my experiment? And Ansem's like, no. And then Mickey Mouse is like, Oh, sounds like he's pretty mad. (laughs) (laughs) You better get out of here, kid. (laughs) Yeah, if they weren't cowards, it would have had that in there. (laughs) Uh, We do see Xehanort's human face for the first time. He is, in fact, the man from the portrait. No yellow Uh, eyes yet, though. No yellow eyes. And he bows and leaves the room. 
And Mickey, back in the present, says that Xemnas is Xehanort's nobody. And they go, oh, okay. And then he, like, charges off to fight him. I love that he just takes a little moment to explain that before he (laughs) runs off to fight. Yeah. Thanks, Mickey. That's his nobody. Bye. Yeah. After this, they just start calling Xenmus Xehanort. And that bothers me because he's not Xehanort. He's Xenmus. They're different people. Did they? I don't remember that. There was a point where I think Donald just calls him Xehanort. They see him, they say Xehanort. It's like, well, he's not Xehanort. He's a different dude. Kind of. Yeah, it's it's weird because it it would make sense if they met, quote unquote, Ansem. And they were like, we're just going to call you Xehanort. But like, Xemnas is a different guy. Right. I mean, I know he has the memories, but, you know, Roxas wasn't Sora. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but you know, they, they don't know Roxas, so they don't understand. They're True. being very rude to Xemnas. Uh, so, well, actually, I mean, Roxas was a different case though. Cause That's like fair. Axel remembers being Lee and all, and all that stuff. Yeah. I guess he just, he doesn't go by Lee anymore though. Yeah. This is the, the famous battle of a thousand heartless. Uh, and it is of course initiated with Donna and Goofy each giving Sora a cool thumbs up. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> Uh, okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, you really are on the thumbs up watch. I, I, I just didn't... once I noticed it, I can't stop seeing it. There's so many in this game. Well, they're friends, you know. It's what cool friends do. Uh, this is a really cool part. This I this really blew my mind as a kid because you do kill one thousand heartless. There's like a ticker up in the corner. Oh, and obviously, obviously, they're doing the thing where like. It's like one wave of Heartless around you, and then like the little sprites like moving side to side behind them. But you you do like see this huge canyon area getting emptier and emptier as the fight goes on, hmm. and at, eventually you get down to literally one little Heartless scurrying away from you. It's pretty cool. Oh, that that kind of rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, you chase after uh, Mickey and Zemnis. Uh, Sora asks where Riku and Kyrie are, and Xemnas says, I literally don't know who, who Kyrie is. <laughs> I do not know who you're talking about. <laughs> I did like that. Uh, do we believe him? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I, I'm inclined to believe him. Yeah. I don't know why he would lie about that. Yeah, fair. And moreover, I don't know why he would know who Kyrie is. Yeah, true. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he says, if you want to know about Riku, you should ask this mouse guy. And Sora's like, what? And Mickey's like, uh-oh, gotta go. And just jumps through a portal. <sighs> Mickey can be kind of a crappy friend. I mean, the, the thing that's really happening here is that Xemnas leaves through a corridor of darkness and Mickey's like, you're not getting away that easy. I'm going in there with you. But it really does read as Mickey being like, Oh, uh, nah, bye. <laughs> it does, yeah, it kind of, I mean, yes, you're right. He he did just want to chase Xenmus. He did not have his robe on, though, so I'm worried about Mickey. You fucking should be. He's going to be evil next time we see him. Yeah. Um, so we, we look at, I don't know if you remember the first time we saw Villain's Veil when Sora had his membership card. Uh, it was like surrounded by like a sea of Heartless. I do remember that, yes. They're all gone now. Because hmm. you Is killed that all of them. good? Well, probably not because of some things we're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, Axel's here. Yeah. Uh, he tells them that they fell into the organization's trap and that Xemnas is just using Sora to destroy the Heartless. 
Did you like when he literally spells out Zemnis's name to make sure they get it? I liked that. I liked that he said, got it memorized twice in one conversation. Yeah, he's like, X-E-M-N-A-S. Got it memorized. <laughs> but what was the second got it memorized? <sighs> I don't remember. It might have been something about their plan. I don't remember. Yeah. Just, you gotta, uh, you gotta find a new thing, Axel. So Goofy is kind of confused here, though, because he's like, wait, the organization want to get rid of the Heartless? So they're good. <laughs> uh, but Axel says the Keyblade, when it releases hearts, it sends them somewhere. Hmm. And Sora's like, oh, this is what it is. Sora's like, oh, you're the guy who kidnapped Kyrie, aren't you? And he says, yes, my name is Axel. Got it memorized. That's right. Okay. Sora literally, like, gets on his hands and knees. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That doesn't happen here. Uh, that happens in a moment. Nope. Sora is like, please tell me where Kyrie is. And Axel looks genuinely apologetic, although, again, it's impossible to know with these people. Uh, and he says he's sorry and he can't tell Sora, but Saix pops in and Axel runs away. Gotta go. <laughs> and Saix. Oh, bye. And Saix is like, don't worry. We'll ensure that he receives the maximum punishment. And Sora's like, I don't care about that. Yeah, why would, what? <laughs> <laughs> why would that matter to me it's very weird Sora is like can you take me to the realm of darkness he's assuming that's where Kyrie is I don't remember if there's any reason that he thinks that but uh, he's like can you please take me to see Kyrie and Saik says how about you show me how important she is to you and Sora gets on his hands and knees and begs him and Saik is like wow you really do care for her in that case, no. The organization doesn't even have Kyrie, right? I thought Axel and Riku had her. Um, trying to think when we last saw her. I think Axel took her away, but we don't know where he took her. Yeah, with Pluto. Uh, I don't think Pluto. Mm? No, yeah, that's right. It was when Axel shows up, Hainer, Pence, and Olette try to attack him, except Olette doesn't in oh, this because she's a girl. But then she got kidnapped again. Yeah, okay. He grabs Kyrie. I think Pluto does jump in after them. Yeah. I mean, I guess Sora doesn't know the organization doesn't have Kyrie, so, you know, fine. But. Well, see, this is the thing is Sora is like, well, if, if that organization guy has her, then the organization has her, which right. is reasonable to assume. He doesn't know that Axel has betrayed them. True. Yeah. But... It's also unclear, has Axel given them Kyrie? I wouldn't think so, but maybe. I honestly don't remember the answer to that question because it's been so long since I... Kingdom Hearts 2, weirdly, even though it's the one I've played the most, it's the one I remember the least because I've played so much of it when I was in, like, middle school and high school that I have gone back to it very little since then. Yeah, I get that. Uh, so yeah, I I actually don't remember... It's it is entirely possible though that Axel did give Kyrie to the organization as sort of a an olive branch and an apology. Hmm. I actually don't remember. Guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Um and yeah, we know that Saix's whole goal is to piss off Sora, so he's like, Oh, if you care so much, then that's more reason for us to not take you to her. Is he the one that says the rage of the keyblade unlocks the hearts, or did Axel say that? 
because we I talk think about, he says that here we talk about rage of the keyblade again i was like well right uh, why is it mad i still don't get that but okay <laughs> i'm a key this sucks <laughs> i hate but yeah he's like oh yeah this is where he's like direct the keyblades rage at the heartless and he summons some heartless and this is where i love that in the middle of all of this I can't remember where exactly this is, but somewhere in the middle of this, Sora just, like, pauses to be like, I'm sorry, what are the Heartless doing? (laughs) (laughs) Like, who controls them? What is their goal exactly? (laughs) Right. Because the organization control the nobodies. Yes. Just straight up, that's all there is to it. But, like, Maleficent was the one controlling the Heartless army earlier, but now Saix is summoning Heartless. And then in a moment, Maleficent will appear and summon Heartless. Yeah, the yes, this part was, I still don't think I understand 100% all that stuff here. Well, uh, let's let's walk through it then. Yeah. Uh, so, Saix, uh says the Heartless are, are pitiful to him because they, they have the unique ability to form Kingdom Hearts through their destruction, and they are just mindless little drones, and they have no idea. And he says, when that time comes, we can truly exist. And then Maleficent appears and says, what in the world do you think you're prattling on about? (laughs) I love Maleficent. Yeah, she rules. Uh, And again, this is so funny because... I we talked before about how a lot of what Maleficent is doing is literally just trying to find a castle. <laughs> right. Because she's currently like in the ruins of the ruins of Hollow Bastion. And now she's like, I don't know what Kingdom Hearts is, but quote, a dominion fit to be called Kingdom Hearts must be my dominion. Yeah, it's not a place, but okay, sure. Whatever the fuck it is, it should be mine because it sounds cool as hell, and I'm cool as hell. And I will use it to kill Santa Claus. That's right. And she summons some more Heartless, and uh, Saix's dusks destroy them like they're nothing. And Maleficent has a bit of a moment here because she steps between Sora and Saix and summons a wall of green fire to hold him back. Mm-hmm. She says, I'm going to fight these nobodies and protect you from them. So while I do that, you go get to safety and find a plan and a way to destroy the nobodies forever. And Sora's like, Maleficent, are you our pal? And she's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> Uh, she literally says, like, don't think for a second that this means I'm not still out for revenge <laughs> against you. I don't know why Sora wouldn't, but, you know. It's cool, though. Maleficent gets, like, overrun with uh, with nobodies, and she, like, collapses into a heap under the weight of them. Yeah, they just kind of dogpile on her, and it, it does look kind of funny. but um, It looks pretty funny, but it's also, I don't know, It's it's really cool to see Maleficent, like... Because she is so all about, like, her epic villain dignity and power. It's it's pretty wild to see Maleficent, like, save Sora at the cost of her dignity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a cool scene. Although it doesn't really, do, course, a whole, doesn't really do a whole lot, I don't think. 
No, of course, the only reason that she's doing this is because she's like, I don't fucking know what the nobodies are. I'm not going to figure out how to destroy them. Sora can do that. <laughs> and then I and then I will kill him. <laughs> and it's also it's also cool for her because it's like she obviously she's not not a villain. Like she's like Sora is an idiot. He's a hero. If he if he knows that there's villainous creatures called nobodies, he's going to try to destroy them to protect the world. And once he's done that and they're out of the way, I will kill him and win. <laughs> Good plan, really. Yeah. Which is interestingly very similar to what Syx is kind of doing here because Syx is like much like they needed Roxas before to send those hearts to Kingdom Hearts, like they can destroy as many heartless as they want, but only Sora can send the hearts to Kingdom Hearts. So Syx is basically just like, we're just going to keep throwing Heartless at you, and you're going to fight them, because if you don't, they're going to kill people. And you. Yeah. And Sora is like, he's really he's really overwhelmed by this. He he kind of just gives up. And mm-hmm. he almost they almost die here, actually. Yeah. Uh, until... Oh, I should I should say because I mentioned that Sora pauses to be like, "What the hell is up with the Heartless? Why can you both summon them to fight for you?" And Saix basically explains, "We know that the Heartless just mindlessly try to get hearts. The idea is that when there's basically an obstacle standing in their way, which is the nobodies." They pretty much just ally with whoever they consider to be stronger in the moment. So, like, over the course of this battle, the Heartless are, like, switching back and forth between Syx and Maleficent's side. <laughs> but, like, once Maleficent is collapsed under the dusks, it's like, yeah, the Heartless are absolutely going to side with Syx, of course. Right. Uh, which Syx basically explains. And Sora, he kills a few of them. And he sees the hearts flying away, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's good. I, I like this uh, conundrum for Sora. He's yeah, definitely and not- Syx is just like, keep it up, hero, and he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, Sora's not the kind of hero that can really f- figure something out here, so. No, fortunately, he has Goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he kind of gives up, and he's like, have we just been doing all of this for nothing? Uh... And it fades to black, and then we hear Maleficent from off-screen go, Ugh, you imbeciles can't be trusted to do anything. (laughs) We don't actually see what happens here uh, until a little bit later. Uh, But they they don't die. Surprise. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do get Secret Ansem Report 1, but I'll read that at the end. uh, Because we're almost done anyway. We go to Leon and Cloud who watch Villain's Veil get like enveloped in a bright light. Right. The bright light of Maleficent's powers. Oh. No, I don't, I don't I know what say, this was. Her, her power shouldn't be a bright light. No, which is why I'm kind of wondering if something else happened here, but I'm, I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't know what the bright light was supposed to be. Maybe she just used a big spell. Could have been just big, yeah, big explosion spell. Yeah. Uh, But Cloud says, I'm not worried about them. Sora's a lucky kid. He gets to use a smaller weapon than mine. (laughs) That's right. 
<laughs> I think he says he's like jealous of the keyblade, and I have to assume it's because it's easier to hold. Yeah, I, it's like you don't have to use the big one, Cloud. You, just, <laughs> you can get a little one. Uh, the, oh, this is where the like beam of light like shoots straight up into the sky, and Leon just goes, <laughs> "See you soon, Sora." It's a really weird thing to say to watching your friend blow up. It's a really weird cutscene. I'll be honest. I don't know why it's in here at all. <laughs> no, yeah, it's very strange. Uh, but we go back to chair room. Uh, Syx tells the others that Sora knows the truth now and he'll be harder to control. Uh, Zigbar says it doesn't matter. Again, like, he's not going to not protect people from the Heartless. And Luke Sword agrees. He says the die has been cast. Gambling reference. Yep. Little, little Luke Sword moment. Uh, Sora can't stop it now. Uh, Zaldan disagrees because he's like, Luke Sword, if you're going to go fight Sora, he might kill you like he killed Demix. And Luke Sword says, the fun is in not knowing. Yeah, Zaldan's like, we keep getting punked by this child. Why are we so confident? <laughs> At least with Luke Sword, it's like he is a gambler. He right. enjoys the thrill of, of the gamble. Yes. Yeah. But... He basically does just say, like, yeah, he'll probably kill me. <laughs> That's fine. It is weird they played their hand so early. Gambling reference. Yep. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm Luxord. Fuck. Oh, uh, no. But, I mean, this is the this is the other side of what Syx is doing, is he wants to push Sora into despair. It's kind of a win-win for them. Oh, sure. Okay. Because if Sora falls to darkness... Roxas too. They ah. get a fresh one. Ah, sick. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of like whatever. He'll either his resolve will be firmed and he'll fight the heartless for us, which is good. Or maybe he'll far, fall to darkness and become Roxas too, and that would also be good. Hmm. All right. It's a it's a hell of a plan. Uh, <laughs> and this is this is uh, where Zigbar is like, hey. Is it possible that it might be counterproductive to try to fight and kill Sora and Zemnis in a a moment that, you know, again, this is a Zemnis bad boss moment. This is very cruel to uh, uh, Luxord, where he's like, if Sora dies so easily, then he's useless to us anyway. Yeah, damn. And Luxord presumably is thinking, hey. Yeah, I mean, come on. Doesn't even really make sense either, because Heartless aren't very strong. Like, why would you know? Whatever. <laughs> what, uh, what do you mean if the Heartless aren't? Strong? Well, no, like, no, he's he's talking about Luxord fighting Sora. No, I get that. What I mean is, like, why you know Sora only has to be beating Heartless, not nobodies. And like, if Sora can't beat Luxord, that has nothing to do with him being able to beat Heartless. Heartless are like super easy to beat. That's what I mean. But anyway, I know he's just being mean to his. Oh play. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which again just makes it seem even more insulting. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just extra mean. If he can't beat Luxord, how is he ever going to beat a Shadow Heartless? Right, that's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Zaldin says that's good because I I have no intention of holding back. Uh, and as I recall, the Zaldin fight is hell. So, good luck with that, Sora. <laughs> uh, they go back, we're back on the gummy ship. Sora and friends, they've escaped alive, and they say, man, 
Sometimes help sure does come from unexpected places, which feels like they're setting up a twist, but we already know that Maleficent saved them. <laughs> right. So I don't know why they did it this way, but um, yeah, we flash back to them surrounded by Heartless. Maleficent pulls them into a corridor of darkness. They're just in like a black void in the realm of darkness, and they see a man in a black coat holding a white box. And I am pretty sure this is Riku. Oh, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was Riku or, Riku or Axel. I think it's Riku. Axel is way skinnier. <laughs> True, yeah. Axel is a skinny man. Uh, also, we've already seen his face in this game, so he would have his face out. Oh, good point, yeah. Donald opens the box, and there's sea salt ice cream in it, and there's a picture of Roxas and his friends. And they look at it, and they say, who the fuck is that? <laughs> but then Sora, Sora knows... Yeah, he kind of instinctively knows that that kid is named Roxas. I think this is probably the first time that they've that they've even known that Roxas existed, huh? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Weird that they made it this far, but I guess I don't know when it would have come up before this. But uh, Donald takes a bite of the ice cream and says, salty? Sweet? <laughs> They're always so, like, shocked that this exists. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, maybe sweet and salty combos are just really uncommon in Japan. I don't think that's true, though. I don't think that's true but at all. But the sea salt ice cream is literally from Disney Sea in yeah. Tokyo. Yeah, so no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Donald, your uncle makes this ice cream. <laughs> Scrooge isn't sharing it with anyone. That's true. Uh, the ice cream floats up in the air. It unlocks a gateway. They go back to the gummy ship. Uh, Goofy wonders if the ice cream in the picture were a clue, and he says, I wonder who they were from, and Sora says, I can't explain it, but I just have this feeling that that guy was Riku. Yeah. Uh, and Sora, he kind of, he kind of worries, like, can I use the Keyblade now, now that I know what it's doing? And Goofy's like, yeah, you can. Yeah, it's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. I like that Sora's, like, caught in this trolley problem, and Goofy's like, don't worry about it, just... Kill the Heartless, or they'll kill people, and we'll fucking deal with the organization, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Uh, and then they fly off to begin the world revisits. Woohoo! Hopefully they're good. <laughs> I, I bet they will be. I hope they will be. Uh, it's time for Secret Anthem Report number one. My efforts these many years have come to fruition, with the world I govern having, having become a paradise worthy of being called Radiant Garden. Nurtured by the pure water that is the source of life, fragrant flowers bloom in abundance and the people face each day with hopeful smiles. But where there is light, darkness also lurks. As noted in my earlier reports, I must solve the mystery of this darkness of the heart. This paradise depends on it. I shall perform an experiment to probe the depths of a person's heart. One of my own apprentices, Xehanort, has volunteered to be a subject. The young man has served me ever since I nursed him back from death's door some years ago. He had lost all his memories at the time, but later showed remarkable intellectual curiosity and readily absorbed my teachings, gaining deep wisdom. Any mental immaturity is surely due to his young age. If I explore Xehanort's heart with psychological tests, I may be able to recall the past locked away within. My apprentice, Evan, has also shown great interest in Xehanort's memories. But is he really the right subject? Xehanort does indeed exhibit extraordinary talents. Too extraordinary. 
Perhaps they are even superhuman. Well, okay. I'm kind of confounded by the concept of superhuman in this world. because like, I don't know what that is. Because <laughs> like every other person can do magic and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's getting at. Maybe just that he's like... He's saying extraordinary talents... I am inclined to think that he literally just means that he's, like, a genius. Yeah, it could be that. I mean, I actually am aware of Xehanort's one big power that he has that other people don't have, so... But he, I don't think that uh, Ansem would know about that yet. Can you tell me what you're what you're thinking of? Uh, hmm. Interesting. I think that's a thing. I don't know. No comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that. All right. There's there's a lot of weird stuff in here that I was very surprised about. Uh, for example, we had already... <laughs> first of all, also, it needs to be said, if you compare this to the first Ansem report from the first game, the first half of it is, like, almost exactly the same. Right. <laughs> Where he's like, everyone smiles at me, but I need to learn about darkness. Right. right. This is basically just him expanding on that and saying names. Uh, but I wonder, actually, because... The Secret Answer Report 2 is the one where he says, like, something terrible has happened. They've been doing all these experiments without my knowledge, and their uh, my apprentice has been writing reports under my name. Mm-hmm. Maybe Secret Answer Report 1 is supposed to be the same report, just with additional context for the new game. Maybe. That makes sense. That makes enough sense. But anyway, I was really surprised because Sora is canonically not reading the reports. Because we keep getting plot developments before they come up in the game. <laughs> we got the Ansem imposter reveal like four weeks before we got the one that we actually got. Right, right. And there's another one in here that I don't know if you caught. Radiant Garden. Yeah, I was wondering if that's like what Hollow Bastion used to be called before it got all blown up. That is up. exactly what it used to be called. Got it. Uh, it's not, it's not really important. It's not surprising that it wasn't always called Hollow Bastion. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't name your home Hollow Bastion. But yeah, I was very surprised to see it in this report. Uh, cause yeah, we, we don't get that for a while, I don't think. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Hollow Bastion did used to be called Radiant Garden. Everyone was smiling all the time. I also thought it was interesting, um... The line that the city was nurtured by the pure water that is the source of life. What's what all those pipes are for? Yeah, because I I was really wondering in Kingdom Hearts 1, what is with all the pipes? There's a lot of weird water stuff in uh, in Hollow Bastion. There's all the pipes. There's, like, water that you can walk on. Mm -hmm. There's, like, bubbles that take you underwater and you can breathe underwater. There's, there's a lot of weird water stuff. There's, like, water flowing upwards. Well, Blitzball is life. Blitzball is absolutely life. It's the source of life. It's the only mm -hmm. entertainment that they have in Spira. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was kind of interesting, especially since, like I said very early on, like, a lot of the time when they show, like, big, vast oceans, the water sort of represents darkness uh so having water specifically com compared to it, it's pure and it's a source of life was i think the first time we've really seen water as light but it could also be like you know water can be darkness when it's like the ocean and it's vast and impenetrable 
but that darkness is also sort of a sense of potential for what might be on the other side of it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought I thought it was interesting to see the water described in a pretty different way from how water is usually used in the series. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, also Xehanort has big giant muscles and he can run a million miles an hour. And he's so smart and so dreamy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I really don't know what the superhuman thing is. Maybe, maybe in Kingdom Hearts 5, we'll find out that Apprentice Xehanort could like lift a school bus or something. <laughs> but again, like everybody can. So big whoop. <laughs> you just have to push triangle at the right time. Yeah. Uh, this is Wish Us Duck. This is Wish Us Duck. A segment where we do our best to sound like Donald Duck. I've been I've been trying. I think the next big step, I, I can make the sounds kind of. I think I've got a good enough foundation. I think I'm getting better at controlling the pitch. The next big thing for me is going to be the fucking letter N. I I I've been I've been in the Donald Duck minds. I'm trying to learn how he does it. Because I've listened to Tony. He's doing the letter N, and I just don't see how that's possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that far along yet, but I'm sure I'll hit that N plateau at some point. Yeah. Uh, Should we say Sora at Sephiroth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. Okay. That's very good. Mine's not going to be that good. All right. <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I I feel like mine was too dragged out and I didn't like that. Let me try a faster one. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I tripped. <laughs> That's that was solid. That was solid. Uh next time, uh we might I think we're going to do three worlds. We got Beast Castle 2. We got Land of Dragons 2. Mm. And we might also go to Olympus Coliseum, too. All right. All right. I remember what happens at Beast Castle, vaguely. I remember what happens in Land of Dragons, vaguely. And they're both good, I think. I have no memory of what happens in Olympus. But surely Orin is there. Surely, and we're probably going to do games in Hades Coliseum. This is his story, and he's in it. That's right. I need to see that guy. Yeah, he's very uh, cool. I <laughs> I don't think I don't think you will ever see any of the keyblades that Sora gets in this game. I don't I doubt that any of them get equipped in the cutscenes, but he does get an Orin keyblade where the little keychain dangling off of it is his fucking sake flask. That seems inappropriate for Sora. I agree. Also, I say flask, it's a fucking jug. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's very large. <laughs> Does Sora get the overdrive where he blows sake all over his keyblade and then hits a guy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Although you actually can do uh like uh limit breaks with Orin from the game and it's good. Okay. Cool. Uh we're on co-host at Sounds About Light. We're on Twitter at Sounds About Light. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. I'm on co-host at Achilles Healies. We there haven't been any new episodes of Zero to Zero or Doctor Huh this past week because just couldn't happen. Yeah, we will be back hopefully next week. And uh, there there is a new extra credit 
that I had mentioned uh, last week that I am on, uh, we read a sort of Harry Potter Hamilton crossover fanfic. Sort of, sort of, sort of. Oh, no. Kind of, sort of, a little bit. Okay. I, I won't. I won't spoil what it is, except to say that it's one of the greatest things I've ever been a part of. Okay. Okay. All right. It's 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 probably my favorite extra credit episode that I've ever been on. Damn. So check that out. It's called Wizard Kids in America. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I I got nothing else going on. I don't know. I'm editing an episode of the F Plus. You might actually hear a new one soon. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're hosted on noisepace.xyz, where you can find podcasts like uh, Digimon Ghost Gaze. Just watched the last episode of Digimon Ghost Game. What the fuck? Wow, congrats. Congrats. There's also Prime Cuts and Fear Baiting. And Wow Cool Robot. You want to try that one again? Yeah, maybe. Wow Cool Robot. <laughs> <laughs> and the Island Shuffle. And others. I wasn't sure There's... how badly I'd said that till you said that to me, so good. <laughs> uh, but now it's time to say a word that we all love to say. Yeah. In a way that we all love to say it. Yeah. But first, before that, we have to say it in a way that we don't love to say it, That's... which is... And then we can say the good way, which is... Keyblade! Keyblade! Maya Watson is the younger sister of Sora and the secondary detragonist <laughs> of the Kingdom Hearts series. She is voiced by Emily Osmond. Oh, hey, Emily Osmond. I remember her from Hannah Montana. Jack, I promise I'll always be there, even if we're not together. Maya to Jack Frost. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts for True Story is a somewhat canon fan fiction. <laughs> Maya is definitely just Photoshop over Sora. <laughs> or MS Paint, I should say, over Sora. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> Look out! Goofy! No. Hey, you're the king's captain. You gotta get up. Come on, wake up. I'm sorry about the ice cream. Goofy? Goofy. This is not happening. It can't be happening. It can't. They'll pay for this. Ah! Uh-huh.